All right, welcome back to a very special TGS Presents. I am your host, Ted Plant. Find us at thetailgatesite.com. We have three articles this week. You definitely should check them out. We have the one on the prop bets, and we have one on the, what would the Pac-12 really fumble the bag, and, of course, an amazing one on the Iowa State basketball women's team. Find us on your podcast app of choice, iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, and Stitcher. And remember, Muddy Bites. We are brought to you by Muddy Bites. Go to moneybites.com. Tap in your zip code. And find yourself some money by sort of big game. As I said, I am Ted Flint. Jake Foss is joining me tonight. We are going to interview Mike Palm of Circa. So I hope you enjoy our interview. I will talk to you soon. All right. This is our uh, interview with Mike Palm of Circa Sportsbook. I'm excited to have him come on here and talk, discuss a little uh, Super Bowl with us. I am apologizing if my voice is all Kermity. I have a, quite the bug going through the uh, Flint household. But before we get going, Mike, I how like you we were discussing off the air like you said you're doing 15 hour weeks is this the busiest week of your year or is it march madness or is there something else like hiding out there that we're not even thinking of you know in terms of pure gaming volume and and sports is part of it but just pure volume the opening weekend of march madness is number one and then the next three weekends are all nfl related super bowl is second and wild card weekend has become the third biggest weekend. I mean, the NFL really, you know, you give them a lot of credit on many things from a marketing standpoint, but adding the seventh team in each conference, creating six games and wrapping it around to Monday night is just terrific, terrific in Las Vegas because you get the Friday, you know, people leave on Tuesday. So you get four full days out of them. And then the fourth biggest weekend has become NFL opening weekend. So, March Madness, and then and then the NFL takes over for the next three. And then in fifth place, rounding out the top five, is probably still New Year's. Oh, yeah. Well, this year, this New Year's games are just amazing. I mean, I imagine anyone that bet the under, I don't know how, I don't know how you guys come out on the unders on those games, but those overs flew over those overs, you know, on the New Year's Eve games, you know, because each game got in the 80s, right, Jake? I think, well, sorry, Jake is writing down stuff, so – but you know, you know, it's interesting you bring up the college football semifinal just from this perspective. And I haven't heard a lot of people talking about it, but this field in Glendale has been terrible all year long. Remember, Butker rolled his ankle that first week and he missed five weeks, the Kansas City kicker. But just remember on New Year's Eve, TCU and Michigan slipping and sliding all over that field. I don't know what they've done to correct it uh since the final game home game the cardinals played but that could be a concern in the super bowl on sunday which you're not the first person to bring that up i've listened to a few gambling podcasts this week and more than once i've heard about the field which i mean in my mean that in my head that means the over is in play right i mean the over is 51 it's gone up a couple points i think yeah. since it started i'm trying to get my app to work and it's reasonably but like it's gone yeah, up i think it opened at like 49 or something like yeah. that and it's been up to 51 it, 51 and it, a half it opened, we opened it at 50. It went down to 49 and now, and then, and then up to 50 and a half, some spots 51. Yeah. I always say, you know, people say, oh, the snow under. No, when the field is slick, that's advantage offense because the offense knows where they're going. The defense is the one reacting. So that's why, even though I lean under, I didn't play the under in this game because I'm concerned about the field. Right. And, and like, like I'm, I'm a, I love betting under as we discussed this when we met in Omaha. Mm -hmm. For the Creighton Villanova game, but like, yeah, people think snow and rain is unders. It, it's more about the wind. Watch the wind more than anything. You know, if it's gonna be rainy, I'm probably hitting that over. But like, yep. if it's rainy and windy, then then you start looking at the under. You know, 
the wind is the only the wind is the most important factor and then the second most is extreme cold because of trying to catch the ball you know rain and snow are are not correlated to unders right do you have uh let's get into some props here okay do you have like a favorite prop that you you like on i guess or what you got on these like i'm looking at a few right now and i saw you guys posted something crazy today where both kelsey's get a touchdown <laughs> You know, well, you know, people love to bet on Travis. Anytime you can put Travis Kelsey into any type of bet, they'll bet. I mean, even the pe- the people who are betting five figures on the Eagles still will bet all positive Travis Kelsey prop. They betting Kelsey for MVP, anytime touchdown, first touchdown, over receptions, over yet, blah 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 blah. You know, all of that stuff. People love Travis Kelsey, whether you're for the Chiefs or you're for before the Eagles. Listen, it's me, people. I'm the people. I'm betting all the Travis Kelsey. You're you're, you're, the, you're Joe everybody. Um, I you know I bet this, and anecdotally these Super Bowls start slow, and maybe it's because the Patriots have been in nine of them and they never score in the first quarter. But you know, I love the no score in the first X minutes, and it used to always be you just had a flat choice six six and a half. Now you can bet three minutes four all the way up to ten minutes no score first quarter. Um, I bet it at, at no score first six minutes and I, and I laid 30 cents juice. I was doing some research on this nine of the last 12, no score in the first six have hit. There's only been four touchdowns on opening drives in Super Bowl history, and it hasn't happened since 2007. So, and then combine it with the fact, I hope Kansas city gets the ball first. They are very deliberate. Mahomes does not snap the ball unless there's two or three on the play clock. And people still think of them as this explosive passing team from when they had Tyreek Hill. They are far from that. They are a possession, grinded out team, short passes, Pacheco. When Mahomes was, uh, you know, fully healthy, run the scramble a little bit here and there. But they're a grinded out team. Even if they get a touchdown, odds are it's going to take more than six minutes off the clock. I mean, how many times have we seen this year the opening drive of the game? Even a field goal, and all of a sudden there's six and a half minutes left in the first. So if you get a punt, you're a huge favorite. I just think it. 130, it's more like 170 is what the, the odds should be. So I, I played it again this year. I tell you one that I'm all over, and it is uh, no touchback opening kickoff. I've seen that they haven't had touchback in some like 18 or 21 games. They have not had touchback in the opening kickoff in the Super Bowl. And that's because they don't let the kicker touch the ball until it kicks. And normally they let them have for like 30 minutes beforehand. They can like warm it up and do all that kicker bullshit with it. But they literally do not let the kicker touch the ball until he kicks. And like, so he can't like get it as far. So I'm all over like no touchback opening kickoff. So it's really funny you mention it because the most bet prop, and it's not even close, is will there be a touchback on the opening kickoff? And the most bet side is no. So people are all over this no touchback so far. It, but it's not really one sided that we have to move it. It's just right. incredible the amount of bets we've taken on it. The second most bet prop at Circa is sacks. They're betting over five and a half sacks. And then, you know, the, the, the prop that got a lot of attention, probably because it was mispriced in the market, was Mahomes rushing yards. We opened at 13 and a half. Westgate opened at 10 and a half. It's all the way up to 20 and a half almost across the board. I think an overreaction to the ankle injury from, you know, from almost a month ago. But uh, uh, people, we, we would definitely need that to go under. That's probably the most lopsided prop we have on the board. 
Yeah, I could I, I could see that. Sorry, Ted. I could see that uh, based on Mahomes is probably going to be more healthy, and that uh, the Eagles' pass rush that they have, they're gonna they're gonna be able to get after him. So that may turn into rush yards, that may turn into checkdowns, but it, it's probably gonna at least help the rush yards a little bit. Is uh, you said that's your most bet. I'm surprised Kelsey anytime touchdowns not, is not your most bet. One up there. It's not. It's one-sided. It's you know they all say yes on that and and yeah. the price a little bit, but uh, yeah, that was the report as a six p.m. Pacific time, so not too long ago. Those were the three, the three most bet props. It could all change. You know, the funny thing about the NFL is every year we go by, that goes by, the percentage of wagers in the thirty minutes prior to the game increases, and you know we see games flip where. One side might be one of our top three or four needs. And by the time the game kicks, the other side is one of the top three or four needs. It's now Super Bowl might be a little different. One, there's two weeks, you know, prior betting and do it. And two, people know that the lines are going to be crazy on Sunday and they don't want to get shut out. So a lot of the wagering occurs today and tomorrow. Or if you're betting on the app, you know, that, that, that still occurs on Sunday. But uh, and that's what I mean, we've, we've made a lot of efforts to get people on the app, even if you're just going to be on the app for the weekend. So much more convenient and in game and all that. Don't wait in lines and get shut out of your bets. Uh, I was going to ask you because I know a bunch of apps I saw aren't doing the uh, the national anthem. Are you guys in on the national anthem or like? Because I heard like last year it got leaked or something that the, the link wow. got leaked. It's it's out there today too. I mean, I I got from a reliable source. You know, it's sitting at around two oh eight. The three warmups were 157, 158, and two minutes flat, which that's a big variance. It's hard to believe that she's going to go, you know, they're going to go another 10 seconds on top of it. Um, so th that's the thing. It's like the draft. I mean, the information, it's, it's all information. And so it's right. hard to book stuff based on information because somebody else always knows before you do. <laughs> right, right. And then, especially <laughs> something like that or like the uh, halftime song playlist, you know, yeah. like that stuff's out there and the right people can just, hammer it if they know if they have inside information you know but I, who, who is even doing that is it chris stapleton is that who i saw was doing the anthem this year yes yeah i believe so and rihanna yeah and and, yeah the stapleton that that surprises me i think uh like conventional thinking would think like country guy probably gonna kind of slow play it drag it out so that's really interesting we'll see yeah. what actually happens with that yeah there's a there's a uh, there's a bet we don't offer it, but there's a bet out there not for a national anthem, but for America the Beautiful. When they play America the Beautiful, who will be the player or coach shown first during that song? <laughs> and and they posted six people, both head coaches, both quarterbacks, and then another player. All three betting favorites amongst the six individuals are on the Chiefs, but they also have the bet which team. We'll have the player coach and the chiefs are only minus minus one thirty. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's like if I had access to it, I'm betting the one thirty. unless the individual market's wrong, they should be a much heavier favorite. And I would think personally, don't you think that all three of them, Mahomes, number one, Kelsey, number two, Randy, Reed, number three would be more likely Kelsey. than an Eagle, you know? Right. Like, I mean, yeah, like I, I, put, I put money, money on Kelsey. Yeah. I feel like he's going to like, if you're playing like a drinking game there's Super Bowl, I feel like every time they mention Kelsey or his brother, it's gonna be <laughs> like if you had an over under on the, on that name, you know, it's going over. I feel like it would have to be one of those two. That would those would be my two bets as either one of the brothers. But yeah, I mean, if you're talking the yeah the the favorites being all on the Chiefs, that's a weird yeah. number for that the team wise. 
what and our uh, our friend Sean says he's not on here tonight with us. What's his favorite? But he likes that is a no no passing touchdown under two yards. And I, I feels like that just is like the ultimate like small under bet where you're like you're just the begging the problem the problem with that is is the Chiefs like to do that weird like the weird shovel passes and stuff for like a yard or two and the end to get in the end zone. You know, I did also hear uh, about. Uh, Tooney for the Chiefs being a long shot MVP. Lots of talk about him having a monster game. Sunday, I have so. I actually, I actually have, that's a bet that I made for very little and not that bet, but an MVP bet was uh defensive lineman for MV, MVP. And I was curious if Mike had any insight on a non-conventional MVP type of pick. We've seen. So the, by ticket count, the most bets, is Mahomes obviously, but then after that it's Eagles defensive players, which is very interesting because I agree with that storyline. Hertz doesn't have to win it if the Eagles win, and I don't think he's fully healthy either. And I think they're going to run the ball. You know, you get a defender that gets three sacks, you get a defender that gets a couple sacks and a strip sack and recovery and all this. That's very likely. I also like. I always think it's worth a few dollars to kickers because you know. Butker at 200 to one. I mean, what if, what if he hits four field goals and two of them are from 50 plus and they win by one or two? That, that's a compelling storyline as well. Or you get him, yeah, three, four, and one's a game winner or close to it. I mean, I had the, the, the year the Patriots and the Rams played, I bet a bunch of under props. And I took as a saver Zerline at 400 to one. I mean, he was in play there. I mean, there were no touchdowns in the. End of the second half. It's interesting. I'm not saying go out there and bet five hundred dollars on it, but for ten or twenty bucks, it's it's an interesting angle. Right. Like and like, well, Cup last year is the first non-quarterback MVP in a while, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, and I mean, and his odds are plus probably plus two hundred, three hundred going into that. I mean, when you probably know more than I do. So you have to understand that for a receiver to win it or a tight end, the quarterback can't be so bigger than life that they're not going to win it. Like if Brady wouldn't be denied. Mahomes is not going it, to – it's hard for Kelsey to win it. I love the Kelsey MVP bets because it's hard for Kelsey to win it because Mahomes is throwing him the ball. So you have to look at the stature of the quarterback. That's why I think on the Eagles' side of the ball, because Hurts' stature isn't established yet. He's not a face of the league. There's the possibility of a defensive player or even a running back uh, winning the award. Right, and I'm looking at some of these because, like I said, my app is just my internet and my phone being. Because I'm looking at uh, Mr. Benson's on his Twitter, but like, so like, Mahomes versus Hertz, they had most passing yards, and Hertz is plus two fifty five. And I feel like that's too high. Mahomes is minus three, minus three hundred three hundred five, but like, Hertz can throw the ball too, you know. AJ Brown might be a, a sneaky MVP pick because like he could kick off some long throws you know along you know catches you know it just seems like really lopsided I assume Mahomes is gonna out toss hurts a little bit in my opinion I think the, the people is that the Eagles are a more explosive offense than the Chiefs right are. that's what I'm trying to say it's just like everybody's telling me oh it's a layup bet Eagles for time of possession yeah I get, I get it they're gonna run the football but the Chiefs drives average much longer than the Eagles do and so if the game doesn't get out of hand to the point where the Chiefs just have to throw the ball and go hurry up in the in the fourth quarter. I, I, I'm I not laying 155 that the Eagles have more time of possession. I think that number is out of whack, too. That's a good – that is a good point in the, the two styles of offense. Now, to counter you – to I, I agree with you, Mike, but to counter what you said, Ted, is these teams, 
the Chiefs have transitioned into this this team that like checks down and does a lot of short stuff and whatever, but it's all passing. They don't they don't do this through the running game. The whereas the Eagles are explosive, but it's all built off of this running game option quarterback run threat. So I don't I that's why that's why the Chiefs to me are are such heavy or, or Mahomes is such a heavy favorite as far as passing yards because they make a short passing game in their running game a lot more than they have an actual running game. So, yeah, I, I, I do think that's a good point. I think that's kind of a stereotypical thing that the the two teams are falling into, Mike, as far as type of possession. If I was going to pick a side on that, uh, it would be the Eagles or the, the Chiefs with whatever plus plus odds that is. You can get plus 145 on them. That's, fan, that's fantastic. It's outrageous. That's, this yeah, is what it, it is. Outrageous. Because I, I think that they're they're gonna almost be forced into that a little bit more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's that's really good. I hadn't actually looked at that, so I like that a lot. I do like this one. Will a kicker or a puncher make a solo tackle? Plus six fifty <laughs> on yes. That's kind of a unique one for us that, that I, the, I noticed that we put out there. The Pat McAfee special. Yeah. I don't think that's out of the out of the I guess not I guess I'm still putting a half a unit on that. I mean all it takes is one loose kick return, right? Jake's shaking his head at me. You can see him shaking his head. But like, so like on bets like that, on these ones like the Pat Mavcree special, is that like, do you like make a lot of money off of those? Because like they just seem like, I don't want to say like dumb bets, right? But they're so like out out there wise, like. It's funny because never... a bunch of people will bet 10 or $20 on the yes. And then one or two guys will bet, 3,000 on the no or what, you know what I mean? So it all balances out because there's always the sharps that think they're going to scoop up some money with a, a thing that's rare to happen. I did bet one of these uh, that's a little bit longer because I saw a lot of books had a, who will commit the first turnover prop. Oh. I took the no turnover that there'll be no turnover. In the, it's nine to one. I, I tried to price it myself looking at historical data and then looking at the quarterbacks and the propensity to, for turnovers I put the price more at like seven to one. So I, I put 50 bucks on it and, and hopefully we'll get a longer sweat than the first drive. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I was trying to think of like who uh, the Seahawks when they played the Niners. I think Gino threw an early interception. No, it was, it was the Cowboys and Dak. It was a Dak. Dak Prescott didn't know an <laughs> INT bet. And he just blew that one out of the water. You know, poor Dak. So oh, uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Ted. No, go you, ahead. I, mean, I give it to you. You're smarter than me. <laughs> I, I'm just curious, like, I, there's probably all kinds of questions that I could come up with for Mike, but how often do you, would you say you get into a situation, do you ever get leveraged on, like, a prop where you end up with a bunch of money on one side that you're really nervous about something happening? It will come, not really. You know, when we go in, we book the props. We want to try to be competitive. We don't want to have the biggest menu ever. Not to the extent the draft is, but a little bit like it. You kind of go in knowing you're going to lose a little bit here and there. Um, but it pales in comparison to the game, to the betting on the sides and the totals. So we, we don't get stuck. You know, there's some some year. I, I'm One year, I think we lost close to six figures to the props. But it, it usually washes out in the end to make a small loser overall over the course of time. Um, the thing about props are the, the market's not efficient. We're guessing at a lot of numbers. So the more books offer more props and the more that the same prop is offered by different books, pro bettors can take advantage of that. I mean, you you get these wide variances. One book has, I don't know, 52 yards. One book has 59. You got a big middle. 
There's some bets you take yes plus 130 and lay no minus 120. You can lock up a profit there. So, I mean, that happens with the guys that have, you know, dozens of outs and have the time to go through and study all of this stuff. Yeah, that's that's something that even uh, I mean, I, I will do from time to time, obviously on a very small scale. But I'm curious about uh, what some of the odds are across, across books. And it, it's it's not often that you you get uh, very good middles or something like that. But if you're if you're doing it professionally, you got a lot of uh, cash flow, then you can. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm sure there's guys that make money doing it. So. All right. So we've went through uh, kind of props and some of the fun stuff. Do you have a good feeling one way or the other, or how how is how is stuff went as far as the game overall uh, spread as well as kind of I mean we talked about the total, but the spread's been kind of interesting, I guess. It's bounced around a little bit, right? I think it's a, a fascinating case study, especially for us this year, because we took a large bet on the Chiefs in August, a six-figure bet at ten to one. So we're <laughs> the variance for the future book from the Eagles to Kansas city dust is over $3 million. So we're a huge loser to the chiefs and we're a nice winner to the Eagles, but obviously so we go, don't want to go be birds. Yeah. We don't want to be in a position to lose a couple million. So we wanted Eagles money to sort of vitiate this liability. So we opened chiefs minus two and a half, but that was anticipation of the line being chiefs one or pick. We never envisioned it getting to Eagles two and a half. Um, and you know, Kansas City's a public team. Mahomes is getting more healthy. We have more Kansas City fans come to Vegas for the Super Bowl. We're in Iowa, which is a pro-Kansas City state. We're in Colorado, which is a pro-Kansas City state. So it got to two and a half, back to one and a half. I'm telling you, we're not writing any tickets on the Chiefs. And we're keeping it at one and a half because, that you know, we want to keep chiseling away at this, this variance. But it's, you know, two books in Vegas went to two this week. Stations and South Point are both at two. Um, we're still hanging at one and a half. The, I'll, I'll tell you this: it ain't going to one. It ain't going to pick. It's only going to go up. So I agree with them. I agree with that. I, I do like the Eagles in the game. I just think they're the much more complete. They're the deeper team. The cast around Hurts is far superior, in my opinion. I'm concerned for Kansas City and that the Bengals front seven got pressure on Mahomes in that championship game. This Eagles front seven could just be the whole story of the game. Um, so I agree with all of it. I made a bet on the Eagles, not a huge wager, but I, I like that side. So I'm comfortable. I just don't want to, you know, at the end of the day, oh, well, we made a couple million dollar loser and it affects the whole quarter for the operation. For sure. Before we let you leave, I want to give you a few few seconds to discuss how much you hate when books give their bets back when someone gets hurt. Well, I've seen you guys rant. <laughs> this, this whole culture of, you know, if somebody gets hurt, they got to, Americans aren't ready to, 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 well, these books have with all these promotional things and all these gimmicks they do for marketing have conditioned betters to think that it, if anybody gets hurt in the first quarter of a game, it's a refund, you know, the, the, the situation with the bills and Bengals game getting suspended was tricky, right? I mean, it's tough to pay those season win totals. You, you could, we almost, and I, and I told Jeff Benson and Matt Metcalf, in the last two weeks, we need to look at, at our house rules when the Super Bowl's over, not just for football, but for any sport to say, if there's a suspended, not completed game, but mathematically the team was a lock to be a winner or a loser to a total, we pay it. Right. But right. you know, the way the rules written, you gotta, you gotta complete 17 games. Now we did have an interesting situation because a guy had a bet on the bears to have the worst record. 
And we oh. refunded it initially because we said, well, all the teams didn't play 17 games. And the guy's like, are you freaking kidding me? Oh, and my God. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's right. What did the Bengals game have to do with the Bears having the win? It had nothing to do with it. We're paying their markets for, you know, the worst records. That irrelevant to that game. So it's all about how you write. And every year something happens that you didn't contemplate. You got to make your rules more crisp. But this whole yeah. idea, oh, the guy went out with a finger injury in the first quarter. This, this NBA is a joke anyhow. Somebody asked me, I was in Phoenix on radio, what about Kyrie and, and, and Durant? I said, what, who are they? Next question. I, I can't even watch the NBA, which I'm sure the whole state of Iowa agrees with. There's since Jordan retired, there's no compelling reason whatsoever to watch the NBA. Yeah, there's a running joke with Brent Bloom from Cyclone Fanatic about how there's like 12 NBA fans in the state, you know. Well, you know, maybe maybe less. Um I mean, I, I bet the NBA I won the I won I won a trophy recently bet in the NBA, but I don't watch it. So I'm a, I I'm a fraud. Bet. I cannot even look at it. I can't pay attention. Who knows who's – I just can't do it. I can't invest enough time to figure out who's playing tonight, who wants to win, what the motivation is. I just <laughs> – you know what's interesting? We started booking wrestling with Circus Sports Iowa. Yeah. On a per-event scale, it's second only to the NFL in, in our right. I've, I can on see that. On a per-event. Oh, per, I'm now, sure. If you isolated Iowa and Iowa State basketball and football, it would be more than the wrestling. But if you just put it across all college football and all college basketball, this Iowa-Penn State uh, meet that they had a couple yeah. weeks ago, I mean, if we wrote it off, of course, we probably had a bad number at six and everybody just pounded Penn State. But the right is tremendous. I'd, I'd love it. You know, when they first requested it, and Trent Condren was one of the ones beating the drum. Let's get some wrestling numbers up there. And now we're doing it more regularly. I said to everybody back here, listen, I grew up in the Dan Gable era and we would go down to Iowa City. You can't underestimate how important it is. Uh, and with both major schools being elite, you know, uh, yeah. and, and it's great. it's been great for us. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we will let you get going. You said you have a bunch of sickness going through your house. I got sickness going through my house. So maybe maybe you want to stay. Maybe there's nothing good for you <laughs> once you leave. But uh, I we appreciate I you make, coming I on. I got to make dinner for the for the for the family here when we get that. Yeah, and we do have the uh, circa event out of Wellman's uh, on mm -hmm. Sunday night. Mm -hmm. uh, Stansberry and Bohannon are going to be out there. I already told my sons we watched Super Bowl together as we already been wandering up. So maybe they wouldn't have wanted me there. They don't need my my plague <laughs> coming there. So, but until next time, Mike, I appreciate you coming on, man. So. Thanks, fellas. I'll be back in Des Moines for the uh, for the uh, open of the NCAA tournament. I'm going to get lucky. I'm going to go to Des Moines because we split a uh, suite at Wells Fargo with Wild Rose and then come back home and we have the West Regional in Vegas. So I'll get to see a lot of good basketball uh, this March. They're trying yeah, to get me go. up to Des Moines. Jake's been trying to get me up to Des Moines for that weekend. And I'm like, I don't know, man. My little American Legion lets me control all three TVs. And it's a lot cheaper. <laughs> so. That's funny. All right. Thanks, so. fellas. Yeah, thanks, Mike. All right. Take care, man. Take care.